feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is The Rita Cosby Show. Tonight on the Rita Cosby Show, we have another day of massive illegal migrants crossing our southern border. And what is our Biden administration doing about it? The folks in the White House are supposed to keep us safe? Nothing, nothing. It is really shocking when we hear some of the details of how many have been crossing now two major train passings. These are some of the bridges that are really key for transportation, produce, food, wheat, grain, all of that coming from Mexico into the United States. Two million dollars worth of goods cross every single day on these two different bridges. And guess what's happening? Now they're closed down because there's so many migrants that are coming through that they have to make sure things are safe for the migrants and for Border Patrol to keep a handle on all of it. It is downright dangerous. And my jaw almost dropped today because John Kirby, of course, who is the National Security Advisor, the spokesperson there for NSC at the White House, he comes out to the briefing room a couple hours ago. And you know how I feel about it here on the Rita Cosby Show. We talk about it all the time. I am so deeply concerned about our southern border. And he made this announcement that in the next few days, Alejandro Mayorkas and the Secretary of State, Antony Blinken, will be going to Mexico. And I'm thinking, uh, what are they doing, having margaritas there? Because they're surely not going to be talking about securing the border. But take a listen to this proclamation that he made during the White House briefing just a few hours ago. President Biden has asked Secretary of State Tony Blinken, Secretary of Homeland Security Alejandro Mayorkas, and White House Homeland Security Advisor Liz Sherwood Randall to travel to Mexico in coming days to meet with President Lopez Obrador and his team to discuss further actions that can be taken together to address current border challenges. First off, further actions. Is there anybody out there that thinks that they're further actions? In other words, they have done actions. That means to do more actions than they're doing. That ain't happening at the border. Uh, We had 12,600 cross the border in a single day this week. That's a historic high. That another 12,000. The average right now is about 10,000 a day crossing into our border this month is expected to have the highest amount of crossings in American history. And it's December. Usually it's a slow month. But guess what? There is no slow month anymore. And when Obama's former Secretary of Homeland Security, when he actually came out a couple years ago and said, God, you know, we have about 1,000 a day crossing, and if we have two to 3,000, that is catastrophic. Guess what? Now we have 12 thousand a day and no end in sight and this president doesn't have a clue to me this is one of the biggest 
derelictions I have ever seen of an American president to say, come on in, our borders are wide open, no problem here, come on in. I mean, what country in its right mind and what leader of a country in their right mind would have our borders so wide open? At a time right now where we've got Israel-Hamas, you've got Ukraine and Russia fighting, you've got all this stuff with China, you've got all this stuff with Iran, and our president doesn't seem to have a clue. And they are just continuing this posturing and this rhetoric like nothing to see here. And I find that just so incredibly, incredibly insulting. It is shocking. And so in the middle of all this, he actually made this statement that there's been a drop-off in flows. I, I mean, are you kidding me? Nobody would say that, not even a second grader. Listen to what John Kirby said a little bit ago. There was a, a general de- decline in some of the, the, the migrant flows. Again, not not perfect, not saying that it was down to a level that was comfortable for anybody, but there had been a decline. Uh, and so we want to see that, that, that same effort being, being applied again as a team uh, going forward, and, and uh, we'll, we'll see where that goes. But we're working on this really, really hard. We're working on this really hard uh, with a straight face. That is just preposterous, and it's incorrect, and it's a flat-out lie. Uh, We're working more. There's a decline in migrant flows. There's not a decline. We just had a historic high two or three days ago. We're set to have the biggest amount of illegal crossings this month in American history, and he's saying there's a decline. Uh, What, between like 1 and 101 p.m.? Maybe there's a decline in that one minute, but the other time, it ain't a decline. I mean, this is just, it is a lie, and they're trying to somehow sell the American public on it. And it's so dangerous, given everything that is happening right now. And then he also said this, bragged about what a great job they're doing on immigration. Listen to this one. We've done a good job working with uh, our partners in the region to try to get at some of the root causes, including political instability. Uh, and crime. There is more that needs to be done. And I think it's important, again, as I said earlier, to keep this in perspective. You are seeing more people on the move for a variety of reasons uh, across in this hemisphere than since World War II. I mean, it's a historic level of migration and there's a lot of reasons for it. And we're not the only country that's facing this flow. Uh, So it's back to the question about alliances and partnerships. A a, a way to get at this is to work with uh, neighboring nations to try to get at these root causes at the same time working on our own inform, uh, immigration uh, process here in the, in the uh, policies here in the country and getting re- at reform, as well as working on border security. And that's why the president asked for $6 billion in the supplemental fund. He's asking for more money so he can get more babysitters, not because he wants to secure the border. He's also working on it because he is trying to get these aid packages through and he's leveraging it. And who in their right mind right now thinks that the border is safe and secure. He's trying to bargain it for politics reasons, and I think it's shameful. He should just seal the border. He could do it tomorrow if he wanted to, but he just doesn't want to. And now he's going over to Mexico with the Mexican president. My favorite part of the last meeting that the Mexican president, I'll never forget this, uh, and I remember we played the little mariachi music when it happened because he was down in Mexico and he's meeting with the president of Mexico. Maybe we have some mariachi music because as we're talking about this, this is incredible. He's sitting there with the president of Mexico at their last meeting 
And there was that famous moment where Obrador, uh, my God, who's Mr. Coddle City of migrants, can't wait to send them across the border to America. I can't blame him. Hey, make him America's burden. And he sat there and he said he looked at President Biden in that press conference with Biden and Obrador and said, you know, Mr. President, I want to thank you for doing everything you are, for having that open border and being so welcoming to all our Mexican citizens. It was like a joke. I mean, you you couldn't believe it. I think we have some mariachi music. I see it in their eyes. Here we go. Here's a little mariachi music to set the tone of that moment. So here it is. All right. Mr. President Biden, I want to thank you for allowing all these illegal migrants to cross the border unfettered to be able to enjoy a Mexican America so we could take advantage of your health care. We could take advantage of your free hotels in New York. We could take advantage of your food services. We could take advantage of your education. So they're not a burden on us. Gracias. So I guess maybe we're going to see part two in a few days. That's how it went the last time. So is there anybody who thinks after that meeting the first time, that's what's going to happen again? This is downright dangerous. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. What do you think is going to happen with this meeting? And how dare the White House say that things are getting under control, the numbers are dropping. That is a flat-out lie. I wish it was true. It is not true. And, of course, this comes as we are talking about everything that is happening with Israel and Hamas, the dangers that were here. We have seen... You know, so many people concerned about potential sleeper cells in the United States. There are a lot of people out there also protesting that are very angry uh, with some of these crazy signs, some of them even praising Hamas. I contend we need to get to support to Israel right away, help them and try to bring all the hostages home and pray for our soldiers that are there on the front line. Uh, Here it has been, I can't believe it now, it has been more than two months. We are heading into Christmas, and Israel is fighting with everything they have. And uh, I understand joining us now, we have Aaron, who is calling us again, um, an IDF fighter, one of the great, great soldiers out there. And Aaron, I know you're calling us from Israel. You've been calling us from the very beginning. First of all, how are you doing, and how are your men and women, how are they doing? We're doing great. Oh, I'm so happy to hear that. Where are you now, Aaron, about like approximately? Back in Jerusalem. Oh, you are? Okay. So now fill me in. Um, are you still going back and forth into Gaza? What's sort of the latest with the fighting efforts, Aaron? The fighting efforts are extremely, we're doing a great job, our men and women. We're, we're fighting, we're eliminating. As, as you saw in the records, we did minimum a quarter of Hamas militants already, thank God, and we hopefully will eliminate them in full scale. Yes, absolutely. And, and tell me also, I know that you were going back in and out of Gaza. Um, there has been, as you talked about, um, some tremendous progress in getting out some of the leadership of Hamas, eliminating them. 
Um, talk about just how tough it is when you go into Gaza and your comrades there too. How how just difficult because some of them are going through the tunnels. Um, I know that you've been in some tough spots. Just kind of describe what a just a difficult fight uh, that you guys are confronting and how difficult it is fighting this enemy. Imagine going into underground where there's no way in and there's no way out when you go in and you'll have to fight an enemy where they know what everything is and we do not. We have our intelligence, but there's always surprises. As you know, there's always surprises with these animals and they're not even called that. It's like, it's like embarrassing animals are worse than animals, the worst of the worst people on the planet of Earth. What's the morale also of the fighters now, Aaron, now that it has been more than two months? We're still in the same spirit. Still in the same spirit, still still strong and still um, obviously full of conviction. Um, you know, Aaron, I want to ask you just how mentally tough and physically tough this has been now, two months. It is... But we are 100% in it. We are fully, there's a lot of soldiers that were lost, unfortunately. And, but they, they, they were willing to fight and they all wanted this fight to end with eliminating Hamas. As we know, one of the soldiers left a letter before he went in that if he gets kidnapped or eliminated, not one prisoner, Palestinian prisoner, and I would say Palestinian prisoner should not at October 7th there wasn't only Hamas it was Palestinians also so nobody should give me and tell me that it's only Hamas it was Palestinians of uh, that they say innocent civilians when they're not innocent civilians as you see that the Hamas militants that surrendered they gave up with doctors People that were in the tunnels were doctors, were heads of, of medical staff, heads of departments, and they're going to tell me they're innocent? These are innocent civilians? No, they're not. You know, Aaron, we also heard that the head of that hospital, that main hospital, uh, Al-Shifa, uh, that when he was questioned, he admitted, um, according to Shin Bet, that he was indeed uh, one of the leaders of Hamas, a leadership. Uh, what does that say to you, and what's your message to the world listening? That, that as, as it shows what Hamas is all about, what the Palestinian people are all about, because there's one that officially they claim that a Western civilized country is Palestinian. They've never condemned their leadership, Mahmoud Abbas and their president, never condemned the, the, the atrocities that happened on October 7th. Tell me one civilized country in the world that did not condemn it. One civilized country. Nobody. Every civilized country condemned it. The only one that officially claims their civilization is the Palestinian Authority. They did not condemn it. They, they themselves are Hamas militants. Aaron, do me a favor. Can you stick with us? We're going to go to a break. But I want to keep asking you because I love talking to you and I think you give us such powerful insight. Can you stay on the line? I knew you're right there uh, in the middle of Israel, in the middle of all this fighting. Can you stay with us for a few minutes? Yeah, yeah. 
Okay. We'll Thank you, Aaron. If you can, that'd be great. If you can, if possible, if you can't, we understand. But if you can, stick with us. We're just going to take a quick break, and I'll be right with you right after the break. Aaron, right there with the IDF in Israel, right there on the front lines. We'll be right back, everybody. The Rita Cosby Show. The Rita Cosby Show. And you are listening to the Rita Cosby Show. We're going to wait and see if Aaron calls us back. Uh, Aaron, of course, is an IDF fighter. If you've been listening to the show, you guys, as you know, for the last few months, he called us. Uh, right before they were going into Gaza, uh, called us also after he came out of Gaza and then calling us again tonight. Uh, And of course, our thoughts and prayers are with all of those courageous fighters who are trying to wipe out the terrorists and what a tough task that is. As you can imagine, going into the tunnels, he was talking about no way in, no way out, and what a complex and difficult situation it is. We're also talking about our own borders as Israel is trying to protect theirs. And this comes at a time, as we have been talking about some of these record numbers of illegal migrants. They believe, as of now, under the Biden administration, get this, that there have been as many as 1.87 million illegal migrants that are, quote, gotaways, Those are the ones that have crossed the border that we have zero ID on. Some of the ones that have crossed through, we don't even check those. We just kind of rubber stamp them. But these are the ones that we just see like a little blip on camera. This is such a dangerous time given everything that's happening in the world with Hamas and everything else. We're going to talk about that after the break. You're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. Cosby is on. The Rita Cosby Show presents Back the Blue. And in tonight's Back the Blue segment, which I love doing every night here on the Rita Cosby Show, where we get to honor our great men and women in law enforcement. And boy, are they needed now more than ever. A powerful story coming from Chula Vista, California where an intense moment took place in Chula Vista when officers worked together to rescue a man from a burning vehicle. It happened on Interstate 5, and multiple 911 calls reported the incident to dispatchers. One of the callers to dispatchers said, I heard a loud bang by our house, and now I see a huge fire. Calls related to the freeway are usually forwarded to the California Highway Patrol. However, this particular call piqued the interest of a police sergeant from Chula Vista who was tuned in, anticipating that the CHP might not reach the victim in time. The sergeant swiftly initiated an emergency call to nearby officers. The exact location was unclear. So a police department drone was deployed to provide responding officers with an exact location. Once the location was determined, 
Officer Donald Truong was the first to arrive on the scene. He immediately used his baton to start smashing the back window to get the victim fresh air. The officer said, I heard this guy burning. I could hear his frantic screams. My priority was to save this man, to get him out as soon as possible. Body cam video, which was released this week, shows multiple officers jumping in to help as they arrived at the scene. Video shows some officers using fire extinguishers as other officers work together to pull the man to safety. Timing was everything. As minutes after the officers rescued the man, the vehicle became fully engulfed in flames. Needless to say, the man is lucky to be alive thanks to the fast work of those officers from Chula Vista, California, the Chula Vista Police Department. Thank goodness they operated and responded, and especially that one officer who just happened to hear the call and responded immediately. Well, we are talking about our wide-open southern border. It is really scary. And, you know, there was a story this week. I couldn't believe this. There was a woman who was interviewed on one of the TV stations, and she was asked, hey, when is the uh, when is your court date? Because she's given a notice to appear, like typical, sort of when they cross the border. They say, okay, the ones that they do encounter, they say, hey, uh, you know, uh, come back to court and we'll give you a screening. We'll give you a check on all this stuff. And you just have to come back for a court date. Now, we know that they're backlogged. Apparently, they're backlogged 3 million people. That's a huge backlog. But now we're hearing that they're backlogged seven or eight years. Uh, There was this woman who was given the notice to appear date. It's 2023. She got it this week. She's scheduled to appear at 7 a.m. on a date in 2031. You can't make it up. This is so crazy. It shows how far back. Apparently, there are three million that are waiting sort of in the pipeline for these immigration hearings. Three million. Those are just the ones that are trying to go through the process. Most of them just kind of say, ah, I'm never going to appear or they don't even get a date. So this is really scary. So today, John Kirby at the White House briefing was asked about the fact that this woman has this date that's like at least seven years away. I mean, like, show up in seven years and then do your claim. You've already been in the country seven years illegally, and you might get deported in seven years. So most of them never even show up for the hearing. But listen to John Kirby's answer. This is incredible. Some illegal border crossers are being given court dates in 2031. What are they supposed to do here for seven years? Again, that's a better question put to uh, DHS. I'm not in a position to, to talk about specific cases like that. I'm not going to talk about that. I can't answer that question. The old duck and weave. Meantime, Texas Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick has this to say. He is so frustrated by what he's seeing on his border and says the Biden administration bears all the blame. We believe in the Constitution more than the president of the United States does. But our founders never envisioned a president who would allow us to be invaded by opening our borders to millions of people. When we say eight million people have come here in their first three years of the Biden presidency, that's the ones we've apprehended. If you get one out of two, that's 16 million people, John. We are being overrun. Everyone knows it from from McAllen, Texas, to New York City, to Chicago. Everybody knows it. This president is cold hearted. He doesn't care about what's happening to American citizens or those coming here. He doesn't care. And this is what the lieutenant governor again of Texas said about 
what he believes Biden's dereliction of duty is. I'm tired of this administration's lies. Um, They are saying just the opposite of what's happening. They're the ones that have a policy that is seeing Americans killed by fentanyl. They're the ones who are seeing terrorists cross over our border. We know we've arrested about 300. Mm -hmm. They're the ones that are responsible for people drowning in the river. They're the ones responsible for women being raped across the border illegally. They're the ones responsible for all of this. And so we passed a law, and in Texas, the lieutenant governor is the president of the Senate. I oversee Mm -hmm. it. I was very involved in writing this bill with the senators and the governor's office, so I know it well, and we've had enough. So we're saying that we are being invaded, John. You know, our founders said, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, an invasion by an army. Well, the army we're facing is not the Mexican army, although the Mexican president is doing nothing to to stem this tide. The army are the cartels. And so we're saying we have a right to to grab people who cross the border illegally, arrest them, uh, give them the choice of prison or going back home. And so we arrest them, we get their fingerprints, we get their photographs, we do the background checks. A magistrate says, you got a choice, go to jail or go mm-hmm. home. And if you go home and try to come back again and we catch you, the jail term is going to even be longer. We're, we think we'll win at the Supreme Court because we're being invaded and we have a right to protect the lives of Texas and American citizens. Right. And meantime, the White House, when they're asked about it, as opposed to praising Texas, and I agree with the lieutenant governor that they do have a right to protect their own borders. They have to protect their state. And yet when the White House was asked about the Texas law, which now makes it illegal for somebody to cross into Texas, let's see, first of all, if they start arresting people, uh, they may start doing that immediately, what the repercussions are. Uh, They actually, instead of saying Thank you, Texas, for helping us out to secure the borders of the United States. Instead, Corinne Jean-Pierre, the White House press secretary, criticized Texas. Listen to this one. Uh, Question on the new uh, uh, immigration law in Texas. Uh, Does the White House have any thoughts on that law? And uh, there appears to be some litigation that's starting over that law as well. Uh, So... um, Look, this is an extreme law that will not and does not uh, make the communities in Texas safer. It just doesn't. And I think to add to that is that uh, it is very much in line with what Republicans, uh, many Republicans uh, like to do or tend to do, which is demonize uh, immigrants and also uh, dehumanize immigrants. This is part of this. And so uh, this is not who we are as a country. This is not who we should be as a country. Uh, Communities should not, should not be uh, individually uh, targeted and put into into harm's way. And this is what we're seeing uh, again. Yeah, so in other words, they're being demonized and the victims are the migrants and shame on Texas for trying to protect the borders. And again, I feel sorry for these people. They're going through tough times coming to America A lot of them, though, don't qualify for asylum because they're just seeing it as an opportunity. And in fact, uh, there was an interview I saw in the media a couple hours ago, and the correspondent is going around to all these people from all these different countries. Many of them are not from Spanish-speaking countries. Some of them are coming from Iran or Syria or Lebanon. Uh, What are they doing coming to the United States right now? you got to wonder what's going on. And so they're asked, hey, why are you coming here? Um, uh, Oh, uh, a job. Uh, oh, no, no, no. I mean, uh, things are tough. Uh, very tough in my country and tough for me and my country and my family. Uh, persecuted. It was like this canned line 
that they like have all been said. I'll, I'll make sure. And you could you could tell the like the migrant almost caught himself. Like, oh no no no! Uh, I was waiting for him to say free hotels. He almost like spit it out and then like corrected himself. They know the drill. They're all getting the word passed down to them. Oh yeah, it's wide open in America. Hurry up and come now. Because what if Donald Trump wins? What if a Republican wins? They'll try to protect the American homeland. So take advantage of them now, everybody. That's the word that's getting out. And what a sad testament that is. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Robert from Philly, line three. Uh, Robert, this is really dangerous. Hi, Rita. Um, It's good to talk to you. You too, Um, always. Well, it wouldn't be happening, okay? We have the most destructive Democrat Party president in the history of this country, the most corrupt, the most destructive to America. And I would submit to you that while China may be the third biggest threat to America, the Democratic Party is the second biggest threat to America. And I don't think anybody would doubt me looking at what's going on out there. But the biggest threat to America is our corrupt corporate mainstream media because they get away with these ball face lies all the time because our dishonest media will not question them. I would submit to you that if we had an honest media, this current Democratic disgusting party wouldn't break 40% of the vote, and this clown in office, Trader Joe, would have been impeached and gone a year ago. So you can see that the media facilitates, enables, and helps everything that's coming at this country and going wrong with it. And I'm so sick of it because we get some of the callers that listen to them, and they spew uh, nonsense. Okay, because they're brainwashed. I don't know how the media is able to get away with it. I've realized that their influence is declining as more and more people see what an absolute joke they are. But it's just disgusting to what Jen Psaki. Oh, the immigrants won't be here that long. She knew they would be, but they just lie and the media covers for them. And that's why they get away with it. That's why they're the biggest threat to America. Well, and and I'll 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 contend that uh, the media is a threat. I don't consider them. I, I sort of consider uh, uh, terrorists, uh, Hamas, and those guys. But but Robert, I do media hear you. Media is covering for them too. Yeah, media is yeah. covering for them too. You're right. See because, what I mean? Yeah. Well, they're reciting it is, and and I will say to you, uh, Robert, it is very disconcerting to see the media, you know, in bed. Uh, with the Biden administration. And, That's a nice way to put it. Yeah. I think it's disgusting. Yeah, I agree. I, I find it shameful. And you, but, but you know you what's surprising? Night, but hang Robert, before you hang up, you sure. know what's amazing to me? Um, that you look at the images, and the images, you know, are, are worth, you know, a thousand words. All you have to do is look at the images. Today, it, it, like even, the, even at one of the crossings, it looked like uh, it looked like a like a tense like it looked like two stadiums worth of like the biggest football stadiums in America kind of coming through right. You see this huge sea of people coming through. Uh, like it is amazing to me that the media, you know, some of them I, I notice some of them are saying, "Oh yeah, things are a little bit of a mess," but they blame both sides for it because the pictures are so obvious. I mean, to oh, me, it's well, they'll lazy. Just, they'll just say the chaotic border and. Joe Biden's blatant corruption 
are just Republican talking points. Nothing yeah. more. Uh, it's sad. Well, uh, listen, there are places that are speaking the truth, including us here. Uh, yes, you know, I, And Robert, I always tell you guys the truth, because to me, the most important thing for me is protecting our country and our values. And it doesn't that's not a Republican or Democrat. That's an American issue. Um, That's why we love you. You have a great night, Rita. Thank you. You too, my friend. Thank you very, very, very much. Uh, Let's go to Ed in Virginia. Ed, your thoughts about all of this on line one. What a mess we are in. And I agree with Robert. The media has been uh, just uh, pathetic. Yeah, I I agree with Robert, too. I mean, 100 percent. But, you know, I'm kind of going back to the the root cause of this. And uh, why do the Democrats want the border open? You know, and, and I've been thinking about the more I see it comes true. You know, Democrats, they, they just allow, they just open up our borders, allow the eagles to come in, uh, illegals to come in. And what's happening is we're developing uh, a society that is going to become more and more dependent on the Democratic government. Okay. And I think that's exactly what the Democrats want. They want to bring people in. They want more Democrats. They're scared. Okay, they are scared of Republicans. Okay, so the more more people they can get on their party, on their side, you know, that are going to vote Democrat, the more people uh, that are going to be there to help them succeed in their ultimate goal, which is to govern Americans. Okay, I don't need somebody to govern me. Okay, I have freedom. I'm a United States citizen. Yeah, exactly. Uh, although uh, lately, I think many Americans feel like they're second-class citizens compared to the migrants. I mean, I, when I hear some of these stories of kicking out veterans to make room for the migrants, um, that that is preposterous. We have to take care of our own first. Um, and also, the other issue, too, as you're talking about, I agree with you, Ed. I, You know, years ago, uh, when I first had, and many of you heard those interviews that we did here on the show, like with Ken Cuccinelli, uh, and Tom Holman and Mark Morgan and some of these guys who really have been on the front lines and know the border crisis so well. They're all in the leadership positions in the Trump administration. They were saying when it first started happening with Biden, uh, this is a concerted effort to get people on the payroll. They're going to give them blanket amnesty. And it was almost too inconceivable. Like, why would an American president ever do that? And now I can't think of another reason why they uh, why they have the border open. That that seems to be the only reason. So sadly, I agree with you, Ed. I think the plan is to have suddenly all these people in here, and at a certain point when there's just too much pressure on the administration, uh, maybe a few weeks before election time, or even a few months, they might even who knows do something to say, "Look, we secured the border." And guess what? All 10 or 11 million that came in that you know darn well, most of them are all going to vote Democratic because they're going to say thank you. Uh, well, guess what? Those people will suddenly, let's make a deal and give them all blanket amnesty. And then we'll just kind of secure the border. They'll try to do some crazy deal like that. There's going to be something. And then they're here. They're going to stay. And then they're going to try to make them legal. Hopefully Republicans hold the line and say no way. Uh, They have to come in legally. They have to be vetted. They have to be checked, all that stuff. Uh, And the ones that qualify, the slim amount that do, uh, they can stay. But the others have to be deported. Let's see where it goes. 
I mean, this is, I, I actually, I agree with you. I sadly think that's what this is all about. Because why in God's green earth would an American president and an American administration allow it any other reason? It, it's just so darn dangerous. And even that reason, especially, is pathetic. You shouldn't throw American security under the bus for playing politics. And that's exactly what I think is happening now. And that is, boy, is that a sad testament to this president and his values. 1-800-848-9222. And we'll continue your calls, everybody, after the break. It's the Rita Cosby Show. This is the Rita Cosby Show. And we are talking about the craziness that is on our U.S. southern border. By the way, uh, they're coming in from 180 different countries, uh, many of them that wish to do us harm. And that is why it is so important to have a secure border, which we have not had under this president, as we are worried It's the holiday time, not to scare people, but people are worried. You know, big gatherings, big locations you have to watch out for. Um, You also, you know, have to wonder what is happening with all these things that are going on with the world, with Israel, Hamas. We see all the protesters that are in the streets here. Uh, You know, you see some of these individuals wishing America harm. You hear Hamas saying, you know, America's the big Satan. You just have to be careful, and you don't know what kind of sleeper cells have already entered our country. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to J.C. in Pennsylvania, Line 3. J.C., your thoughts? Hey, Rita, how are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm I'm doing good, thanks. So, number one, uh, Robert was wrong. The number one uh, enemy of the state is Joe Biden. Without unequivocally, he is the biggest threat to our country. Everything he does is wrong. He's King Midas in reverse. Now, uh, the people don't understand. It's real simple. The Democratic Party is not really the Democratic Party. It's the Marxist, communist, demonic party. Okay? They can't be really Americans. They have been taken over. Okay? The real... The real threat from communism and Marxism is they don't take over by an army. They infiltrate. They have infiltrated every walk of our life. Okay? The, the, supreme, the, uh, the judges in our country, the politicians. So the deck is stacked against us. The same people, okay, the people who own the banks, okay, who own the media, who own the mainstream country. No, I, I hear what you're saying, J.C., like the enemy within. Um, and by the way, uh, I would never necessarily call somebody an enemy uh, but that's in our Congress, but some of these progressives are loony kazoonies. <laughs> 